Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Akun Wong, and with me, as always, is my co-host from Full Press Coverage, Rep District, and of course, right here on FGT, it's Trevor Stores. Trevor, how you doing, buddy? I swear, someday I am going to get some fireworks for this because I just feel like I'm not envisioning this. I think it's going to be much better of fireworks. I'm just saying. And um, speaking of fireworks, and we were talking about this pre-show, and I'm like shocked that you have not watched any John Wick movies. How is that possible, Trev, that you have not watched any John Wick movies? I'm not a big Keanu Reeves fan, to be honest. After the Matrix, I'm just like, oh, whatever. You know? Okay, yeah, all right. But, I don't know. And also, how many of those Java movies do you need? Is there only four of them? Yeah, there is exactly four. That's right. They just came out this last weekend, man. <laughs> yeah. I've heard they reviews. Okay, so I'll say this. So, I, I actually do like Keanu Reeves. Um, but, I will say this. John Wick is about a guy who totally kicked ass. And he's 58 years old. That gives me hope. You know, I'm like, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm like, that's that's awesome. And, 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 and actually, <laughs> and uh, you know, the interesting thing, and actually, there was some, there was a, and Keanu Reeves actually is theoretically, I've never met the guy, obviously, but theoretically a nice guy. Apparently, all the stunt performers in uh, John Wick 4 got special custom T-shirts from him. Um, with the number of times they died in the movie on it. Because <laughs> apparently one guy had 20. So, I mean, this is wow. gonna be, there's a lot of people dying in this movie. This, this could be a fun. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, All right. All right. So, uh, so, I, I will, so that's fine. I will not judge. I will not judge. Trev, you have so many positives there. I, I will just put this aside and ignore the fact that you don't like Keanu Reeves or John Wick. I'll just have to live with it. I'm just going to live with it. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, well, that's how much I respect Trev, is that I am willing to overlook the fact that he's not a fan of John Wick. All right, so plenty to talk about today as we discuss Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, top quarterback prospect in the upcoming NFL draft, new NFL rules and non-NFL rules, things that didn't actually get decided at the recent league meeting, and then some potential new ownership for the Commanders. What? Oh my gosh, there's so much to talk about. it. Let's get this <laughs> yeah, you're, you're pretty. I can tell you're excited, my friend. Let's get this roll. Hey, let's talk about Lamar Jackson first because this was uh, kind of big news. He tweeted out on Monday uh, in an open letter on Twitter to all his fans that uh, he did request a trade from the Baltimore Ravens at the beginning of March. And, of course, this comes just weeks after the Ravens placed the non-exclusive franchise tag on the 2019 NFL MVP quarterback. Uh, of course, that non-exclusive franchise tag would co- carry a cost of $32.4 million, uh, and he wants an extended deal of lots of guaranteed money, and they just could not agree on that. So now he's looking elsewhere for a place to, to land, and of course there's been a lot of back and forth on Twitter and social media about injuries and yada, yada, yada. Let's just ignore all that noise for now and just get to the nitty-gritty here. What do you think about Lamar Jackson and him landing someplace else? What's a good place for him to land in terms of a good fit for a team and a good fit for him? 
Um, obviously, the Washington Commanders is probably one of right. the best places to go to. But um, the offensive weapons he has, he comes here. He's got Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson in the backfield. He's got Curtis yep. Samuel, on Dotson, and Terry McLaurin as receivers. Uh, tight end, not so much. We could probably make one better in Logan Thomas. And then our mm-hmm. defense finished almost top five, top seven last year at the end of the season. So that's a great spot. And yeah, and don't forget Ron Rivera, right? Ron Rivera yeah, exactly. was incredibly successful. Cam Newton, a mobile quarterback. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say Lamar Jackson qualifies as mobile. I mean, the guy yeah. is freaking mobile. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that um, could be a good match. People are saying Atlanta as well. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm there with another young offensive talent, Kyle Pitts, Drake London. Um, I think they have a nice high draft pick this year too, so that could help out there. Um, they could put He could put Atlanta back on the map just like Michael Vick was there and yeah. brought Atlanta to life. And they kind of fell back, and now they have another mobile quarterback that'll work. Um, pretty much any quarterback need team, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> can help. But as far as scheme and fit wise, I'm thinking uh, Commanders and possibly Atlanta too as well. Yeah. So I agree with both of those, and I obviously think that the the Falcons are a good place for him to land. And they did try last year. They did pursue Deshaun Watson for big dollars. Um, so they are interested in grabbing a solid franchise quarterback, and this could be a big move for them. You know, I mean, not 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 saying that they don't have something there already with Kenny Pickett or whatever, but I think that they do need to get some, some uh, traction here. Not, not Kenny Pickett, but um, the, their rookie quarterback from last year. But I think they definitely need to get some traction here because um, Arthur Miller's, Arthur Smith has been gone, gone through a couple seasons here without a quarterback, and this would be a big mm-hmm. move for them. I was thinking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, Ooh. right now they only got Baker Mayfield and they got Kyle Trask who they drafted last year. Um, but they still got a great the offensive line. They got Chris Godwin. They got Mike Evans. I mean, like that could be a match made in heaven right there for the Buccaneers. You know, I mean, it would be seamless, totally different type of offense, but that's okay. You know, they're turning over anyway. So, I mean, what do you think about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I like Tampa Bay down there. Um, like you said, the receiving core down there is pretty good. Their defense is always pretty good as well. Um, just, I don't know who the offensive coordinator is down there right now, but, um, yeah, why not? Just, Get him anywhere but Baltimore. I'm, I'm ready to, for him to be somewhere. <laughs> He's had a chance I, there his whole career. It didn't kind of work out. So go yeah, somewhere where I they can, you can have more stability and more around you rather than Baltimore where they gave you Hollywood, Hollywood Brown and Devon Duvernay as your top receiver. <laughs> so, I mean, go somewhere I mean, else. Mark Andrews. You got Mark Andrews. Oh, yeah, Mark Andrews. But, like, but that's basically that. it. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I totally agree. And I and I think that a team that would love to get him, but I don't think would be a great fit for him, but I guess we could I guess we'll see, is the Indianapolis Colts. Um because quite frankly, they are a run first team. Um Jonathan Taylor took a little bit of a step back last season, but putting in um another threat to move there would oh my gosh, that would just bust that oh, thing man. wide open, I think. I mean, they they've had they have there are no they're not strangers to using the older veteran quarterback route. They had Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz, and Matt Ryan. Um, this would be a massive step up for them. And they have the fourth overall pick, but you have the Panthers who moved up to one, so they're definitely taking a quarterback. And you have the Texans at two, they're definitely taking a quarterback. So you're taking whatever's left after that. I don't think you're, you're not going to be able to trade up in order to get in front of those guys. So, I mean, the Colts, that may be their best op- option. Although, I don't know if he wants to be there. Um, yeah. But there would be some poetic justice, though, the Colts leaving Baltimore in the middle of the night and then uh, getting their star franchise quarterback. 
to take them to the Super Bowl. How about that? Huh? Ooh, That's a that good story. Great narrative. That be, yeah, that <laughs> would be a great narrative. Hashtag, wow. re- hashtag revenge narrative. I love it. All right. So let's uh, move on from Lamar Jackson because we don't know what's going to happen there. Um, there's a lot of talk, and there has been very little action, actually. Part of the reason why is that Lamar Jackson doesn't have an agent. Um, which makes it very difficult for him to have discussions of anybody. Um, but we'll see how it turns out because people are uh, talking about it. And let's see the boxing bell. Let's talk about Aaron Rodgers real quick. I mean, there's not a lot to add here, but for the fact that we had our, you know, league a meeting and a league meeting did give us a little bit of additional information because um, the GM for the Packers, Brian Gutkunst, actually said, that they're not necessarily going to get a first round pick for Aaron Rodgers, And uh, our understanding on the outside looking in is that that's been one of the holding up, one of the holdups in getting this deal done, getting Aaron Rodgers to the New York jets is that they were insisting on getting a uh, first round pick uh, from the New York jets. And the New York jets thought that was too rich, particularly for a, a, team, a quarterback that just renting basically. I mean, he could retire at any time. So mm-hmm. this might move things forward. We haven't heard much more about it, Certainly that helps, not needing a first-round pick. They probably will end up getting some sort of second-round pick for him. But what are your thoughts here on Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets and getting this deal done? I mean, this is probably one of the most soap-offered stories in the NFL <laughs> I've ever been part of my entire life. Yeah. I've never seen a trade take this long in my entire life to get done. Yeah. Um, so I guess what is the holdup is the compensation. What do the Packers want? What do the Jets want to give up? Um, 13th pick of the Jets' first-round pick. That's not going to happen now. So the 42nd and 43rd pick looks like the best they could probably do to give Green Bay for Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if they want a player involved as well, but this is such a long, dragged-out, messy situation that I've ever been a part of. And I I don't know when it's going to be solved. A lot of people are saying before the draft. People are saying all the way up until June. Right. So it's just I I have no idea, but this is dragging out very, way too long for just a simple trade to get done. So yeah, and how shocking is it that Aaron Rodgers is dramatic? I mean, yeah, he's just no got to be the most dramatic quarterback I mean, ever. Nuts. You know, <laughs> this is nuts. Yeah, like, so I, I I agree with you though. I think a second round pick would get it done though, honestly. And the Jets, like you mentioned, have back to back second round picks, so you know. Getting rid of one of those would probably do it. I think they also want some protection, though, from um, mm-hmm. the Packers in case, um, you know, Rodgers decides to retire next year. I mean, if he's a one-year yeah. deal uh, and, and decides to retire or leave uh, and come back elsewhere, I mean, it'll be a lot of things could happen, a la Brett Favre, right? He had one exactly. year, and that basically, you know, was the end of the end of it right after that. And it didn't really get the Jets anywhere, right? He didn't. Get him, he got him close. Exactly. Playoffs. No, you're exactly right. Because he said he was he was 90% sure he was going to retire when he went to that darkness retreat and he yep. came out ready to play. So maybe they do have a one one and done situation here in New York, like the Super yeah. Bowl or bust, literally. So. Yeah, and, and they're not ready to win next year. That's that's. I mean, I just mm-hmm. not yet at least. I mean, if they get if they get Aaron Rodgers and they start building around him a little bit, maybe. But they really probably want two years. Mm-hmm. Um, to be really in a position to challenge uh, in the AFC East. So we'll see what happens there, uh, but we'll keep an eye on that. And uh, the long, slow um, train crash that is the Aaron Rodgers saga will continue on 
as we will not yeah. be able to peel our eyes away from it, but it just make, fills us with disgust as we try to see what happens uh, and where he lands. So let's go ahead and hit the boxing bell on that one. And let's talk about some other quarterbacks. Uh, and we're talking about the quarterback prospects here. Because obviously quarterbacks, an incredibly important aspect of the NFL, the highest, uh, the second highest state position in terms of um, compensation from the franchise tag, $31 million a year. And so there's only 32 teams, but they need to be 32 starting quarterbacks. And some of these teams are really struggling. And there are a bunch of big time prospects in the mm-hmm. draft. So let's talk about each of them in turn. And I want to take, ask you about what you think about them, Trev, and what you think about where they should land and what's a good fit there. But, and this is no particular order. This is just looking at um, certain big, big boards. People will argue over who the number one quarterback is this year, but let's start with Bryce Young out of Alabama, um, 5'10", 204. Uh, he is projected to be one of those top two picks for sure. Mm-hmm. And he has done a lot in order to deserve that. I mean, in, in 2022, he completed 65% of his passes for 3,328 yards, 32 touchdowns to just five interceptions. Also had four touchdowns on the ground. He has great instincts. He's very fast. He's mobile. Um, he does look to pass first, but he does. But if he needs to run, he can run. Uh, you know, he doesn't rely on it, but he can, compl- he can climb the pocket. He can get out of pressure and he can scramble when necessary. In many ways, he reminds me a little bit of good Russell Wilson, not Russell Wilson from the Broncos, but good Russell Wilson. Um, so what do you think here about Bryce Young and what do you think about where he should hand up? Uh, number one or number two. I mean, you mm-hmm. keep hearing all these guys, the media compare him and CJ Stroud. They are all just repeating each other when it comes to comparing both quarterbacks. They're pretty much the same. Only difference yep. is one went to Ohio State, one went to Bama, in my opinion. Right. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's way more differences but from the naked eye that I see. So uh, if he goes number one to Carolina, that would be great. Uh, people say his size is something is a problem, but not really. Like you said, Russell Wilson, that man's been to the Super Bowl. He's never been – he's never won MVP, but finally got a vote for MVP, which is kind of mind-boggling. But he's <laughs> been successful up until this past year as a short quarterback. And like you said, um, it's good to know that he's a pass-ready, pass-first quarterback rather than looking to run and be electrifying or other than, you know, playing the pocket quarterback. So that's good to know. But, yep. Yep. I mean, I don't care. If he's 5'10 and get the job done, he's 5'10 and get the job done. And I think um, out of the top quarterback prospects we're going to talk about, him and CJ, we'll get to him soon, are the most NFL-ready quarterbacks that are right now that can start day one and lead a franchise to some to some games and hopefully some W. So, yeah, I like Bryce. No. I, I agree with all everything you said there, and obviously I uh, inherently hate Alabama, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not right. not yeah. necessarily the players when they get out of Alabama. They're obviously very very good. Um, he mm-hmm. is um, he did he didn't really work out at the combine. He did interview. Everybody said he interviewed well. Like I said, he is accurate. He throws a lot of touchdowns. He can scramble and he can be very mobile in the pocket, which is great. But he doesn't look to run first. He looks to pass first, and that's why you know. And you're right, you know. Russell Wilson, also about the same size, uh, height, he was 5'11", uh, Bryce Young's 5'10", so pretty pretty similar in terms of that, but he does have a big arm still. So, you know, he could be like a cross between um, Russell Wilson and maybe a little bit of Josh Allen in there. So I think there's a lot of potential here for Bryce Young. And the 5'10", you know, does it bother me? If you have a good offensive line, no. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, if you have a really bad offensive line, I think it's going to be a little more challenging because – you got to see over that line uh, when you're scrambling, and then you got to see over the linebackers dropping back. You got to see about over the safeties. I mean, it can get a little bit tough 
Um, so I understand what the concern with the size, but I'm with you here. I think that he can overcome that without a problem. Now let's talk about the next guy. And this is the other guy that that's on everybody's list. CJ Stroud out of Ohio mm-hmm. state. He is six, three and two fourteen, Uh, and mm-hmm. he, uh, put on a superb workout at the 2023 NFL scouting combine. He had really good talent, really great accuracy, velocity, and timing. He completed 66% of his passes for 3,688 yards last year, 41 touchdowns, and just six interceptions. Um, he definitely seems like he has the right skill set. He is definitely more of a pocket passer. He's very, very accurate. Uh, he can move, but he's not a guy who likes to, um, likes to scramble, and he's not a guy who likes to run. He's, so he's more of a mobile pocket passer uh, as opposed to a, a running threat. But that being said, he's just uber accurate. I mean, he, he, he takes mm-hmm. his time. He ad- diagnoses defenses. He finds receivers, and he is just very accurate, and he has an incredible velocity on his pass. And he's 6'3". You can see over everybody. So what are your thoughts on C.J. Stroud and where he should end up? I think he actually will be the the first quarterback and number one overall pick in the draft this year, mm, just based right. off those two things, his height and the his accuracy. Bryce mm-hmm. Young is very accurate, but it seems like C.J. Stroud has a little bit more and better accuracy than, than Bryce Young. And, of course, yep. he's, what, six inches taller than him. So there's that. But um, same with Bryce Young. Wherever he goes, like I think he could be a day one starter and lead a franchise into some successful things this season. Um, right. He has a strong arm. He's tall. I can see over the offensive line. A pass first guy as well, Ohio State bred. Now there's a narrative that Ohio State quarterbacks don't pan out in the NFL, which right. sadly, sadly, but true. But I mean, we'll see what <laughs> I mean, it is, it is. But, Fields is still there. He's still there. Still okay, cool. yeah, just, just still there right now. But um, yeah, I think he'll, he'll be great. So it's just like him and Bryce Young, it's interchangeable. One and two, it doesn't really matter who you get first or second. We're pretty much the same quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you, though. I, I kind of feel like. C.J. Stroud is going to be number one, even though the Panthers have been trying to throw people off by retweeting basically everything under the sun about Bryce Young. I, I feel mm-hmm. like they are doing that just to be magnanimous, to throw yeah. you off the set, and then they're going to select C.J. Stroud. Because I, I do think that in many ways the Panthers do want to work with um, more of a pocket-passing quarterback, an accurate-passing quarterback. Uh, they have some weapons around him, and they want to be able to build on that. They don't want to have someone who scrambles that much. And C.J. Stroud, you know, he's a guy who can just slide right in right now. There are some questions, I think, about Bryce Young in terms of his height, and I don't think that's the number one thing that's an issue. Uh, he does, and he does take off sometimes. You know, he does like to ad-lib a little bit sometimes. And, and we've seen how that does not necessarily translate uh, to the NFL. You know, for instance, Johnny Manziel <laughs> did not translate to the NFL or any professional uh, football. All right, so let's talk about the next quarterback. Now we get a little bit dicey because there's a lot of things out there that are pluses and minuses. Let's talk about Anthony Richardson, uh, quarterback mm-hmm. out of Florida. He's 6'4", weighs 244. Um, he had a, a blazing fast 40-yard dash of 4.43 seconds, really, really fast, powerful arm. He had an amazing workout at the Combine. Anybody who watched any part of the Combine couldn't avoid watching Anthony uh, Richardson highlights because they just really played him over and over again. Uh, mm-hmm. he is, he's been really good, but he's also had some bad games, you know, so he's shown some bad judgment at times, thrown some bad interceptions at times. Um, and he also has an issue of accuracy. Uh, 54% of his passes uh, completed, 2,549 yards, 17 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Um, but he did run for 629 yards and nine rushing touchdowns. So there's that, you know, that mobility is definitely there. So he actually projects more 
maybe more like a Lamar Jackson. You know what I mean? He's tall. He's mm-hmm. um, strong. He has a, a good arm, but not 100%, not as accurate as the other guys. But when it comes to running the ball, being accurate, mobile, he can really get out there and cause fits to defenses. So what do you think about Anthony Richardson and where he should end up? Um, a lot of people have him top 10. I don't mm-hmm. know if I would do that. Um, he has all the measurables to be an outstanding athlete in the NFL. He can you know, run fast, jump high. He's huge, very yeah. size, powerful arm. But like you right. said, the accuracy when it comes to the details of stuff, he might not be ready. So I could see him going to a team that has a bridge quarterback right now that's looking for that franchise quarterback. Right. Or maybe a quarterback that they know they have one or two years left and they're going to be looking for a quarterback in that time span. Get him in there behind him. Get his get his, you know, details down, his, his quarterback IQ, decision-making down pat, and groom him right. a little bit, ready to go. But I just don't see him coming in being a day one starter. Like you said, he's he's great. He's tall. He's fast. Powerful arm. But is he going to be able to throw that ball in that tight window in the fourth quarter when the game was on the line? You know what I mean? So yeah, um, let, him get in, let, let him get in there and learn behind somebody for a couple of years, and then we'll see what happens. Yeah, so I, I agree with everything you say. And, and this is what I'm thinking. You let me know what you think. I think he'd be a good fit with the Las Vegas Raiders because yep. they already got Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's mm-hmm. definitely going to be a bridge. I don't think he's the franchise quarterback of the future. They have really right. nobody else. But they still got – they got Devontae Adams there. They got Josh Jacobs there. They're building mm-hmm. – uh, they, they're building their defense. They're building the offensive line. And, of course, you know, Josh McDaniels there uh, as their coach, um, obviously someone who is very offensive-minded. So – I think that Anthony Richardson going to the Las Vegas Raiders at seven overall, or maybe they even trade up in order to get him a little earlier in case he gets poached. It's a great place for him. I mean, he can sit there for a whole year. Uh, there will be no pressure for him to get on the field to do anything. And the Raiders certainly can use a franchise quarterback of the future. I don't think Jimmy G is the answer. What do you think? That, I like that. That's a pretty high. I like that fit. It just sucks that he has to be take seventh. Cause I don't know if he's the seventh best player in the draft right there to go at seven, but <laughs> right. If you, if, but if you want that scenario, if you want your, your back of quarterback, if you go in there knowing that Jimmy G is not your guy, then, right. yeah, you take him right there at seven if, you, if he's there at seven. Right. Yeah, that's what, yeah. I, that's what I was kind of thinking. The only thing that could throw things into disarray for them is the Detroit Lions who are sitting at six. Now, I, they have said everything there is to say about how much they're committed to Jared Goff. But mm-hmm. are they? <laughs> you know, I mean, are they, I mean – yeah, you know, one good te- one good season does not make a franchise quarterback. Uh, and his entire season, you know, it was a very, very, very good season last year for Jared Goff. Um, and I don't doubt that he could continue to do that. But we're talking about the future. And um, I'm not sure what the Lions are looking at doing, but they are very exciting at the end of last year. And they can build on that. And Anthony Richardson, I think, can be somebody who could sit there and learn from Jared Goff, maybe one year, maybe two years. You know, the Packers, mm-hmm. they tend to spend three years, so three years. I mean, uh, looking for the future there, I mean, that's the perfect place for him because he can learn the accuracy. He can learn um, more of the pro-style offense. He can learn to not scramble as much um, to keep himself safe, but also to just, you know, avoid getting hit. So there's a lot of things there. I think they are big benefits there. But I, I still think the Raiders are a great fit for him. Um, but the Lions can kibosh that at six overall. Because uh, let's face it, Panthers, Texans, one, two, uh, Strauss, uh, I mean, the CJ Stroud and uh, Bryce Young obviously are going to those two teams. <laughs> There's no two yeah. ways about it. Um, all right, let's get on to the next guy real quick. We can, and, and it's going to get uh, dicier and dicier as we go. But the next guy on the list here is uh, Will Levis. And, you know, now there's a lot of issues that are going to pop up. I mean, he had a really good combine. 
but he is prone to throw interceptions. He holds the ball on a relatively long time and takes a lot of the bad sacks. Um, but he is a, he has a powerful arm. He is very athletic. He's obviously very tough. Um, in 2022, 2,406 yards, 19 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, though. Not great. Um, and, um, you know, he's definitely someone who can be built on, around, but it's just a question of whether he is the guy that someone would want to take as a franchise quarterback. I think he would definitely take some time to marinate back there before he can be a starter. But what do you think about Will Levis, from, uh, quarterback out of Kentucky? He's 6'4", by the way, so also very tall. Um, what do you think about Will Levis and where he might end up? I think he's the, the most, the, the least ready quarterback in the NFL out of the group right now that we're talking about including Hendon Hooker. We'll get to him soon. But, um, yeah. yeah, I just think, like, he'll – I mean, his name is, is is a good name in college football. He's not right. a bad quarterback. He's not a good quarterback. I think that his confidence is saving him, but I think he's going to fall down like Malik Willis did. Everybody expected him to be at, like, first, second, and third. He's slipped all the way down to, right. like, fifth, fourth, something like that. So, I can see that happening. And, yeah, he's going to go somewhere that is not looking – or not in a hurry to look for the franchise quarterback right now. They have a bridge guy or a veteran guy for two or three years and just put him back there and just learn, learn, learn. Cause he has a tool. He's six, four, a great arm, but that doesn't really translate if you can't get the IQ down details down. So yeah, he's, he's, he needs to sit down and learn a little bit. and then see what happens. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think maybe the jets would be a good place for him to land. Uh, mm. Particularly if they get Aaron Rodgers, cause he could sit there and learn from Aaron Rodgers for a year or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that would be a fantastic place for him. Cause he's not ready now. He won't be ready. He might not be ready in one year even. So I think that's mm-hmm. a great place for him to land. Um, so that we'll keep an eye on that one, but I agree with everything you say there. He is not ready right now, but he is certainly some prospects there. And then Hendon Hooker, who you already mentioned here. I mean, he talk about um, accuracy, 70% of his passes completed in 2022. 3,135 yards, 27 touchdowns, just two interceptions. He also had 430 yards on the ground and five touchdowns on the ground, but then he tore his ACL in the second to last game of the regular season. What a shame. It's probably going to cost him all, most of all the, his rookie season in the NFL. What do you think about Hendon Hooker here um, in the draft and where should he end up? I mean, I tell you what, if he was not going to, if he did not get hurt, that man might have won the Heisman. Yeah, I know yeah. he only threw 27 touchdowns, but he possibly could have thrown it the most, maybe 34 after all said and done, and only yeah. two interceptions. And then, oh my gosh, so he was he was balling. Um, he was his, his knee injury literally has hurt his his career right now. Um, if he wasn't hurt, he'd be up there in the conversation with C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young as number one overall pick. I think, in my in my opinion, um, right. ACL is tough to get back from, especially as a quarterback. Um, he might say he's healthy, ready to go, but it might not be just quite as good as he was before ACL. So it's, but a team out there, could, if he's there and a team is willing to, you know, swing for the fence and take a chance, I would do it for Hendon Hooker. If he was there at 16 for the for the Washington Commanders, I would take him. I'm taking him right there. No, no hands Absolutely. down. So Absolutely. Bad say is the ACL injury. Other than that, he's got what you need to be NFL-ready quarterback. So. Yeah, and he, and he, that way you don't you don't feel like you have to throw him in that that first year, like exactly. a year to actually sit in the back and and learn with the with the clipboard. And man, sixty percent accuracy, sixty eight percent completed That's passes crazy. in twenty twenty one, seventy percent in twenty twenty two. The guy doesn't miss, and he doesn't throw interceptions. Just no. three interceptions in twenty twenty one, just two Woo. in twenty twenty three. The guy is accurate and as all get out. So I mean, I I, I love Hendon Hooker. Uh, it's too bad he was injured, but I think the team's gonna get a steal when they take yeah. him later in the draft. Um, yeah. All right, real quick, because of the fact mm-hmm. that I know we're running a little bit short on time here, but the rules that have been approved by the NFL, 
They suck. We don't care about them, right? Because <laughs> you can wear zero on as a jersey. Hooray. Good for you. Two things didn't happen, though. Good things didn't happen. All right. Number one, the, uh, the Reggie Bush push, otherwise known as the Jalen Hurts sneak, is still legal. You can still do the butt push, and you're all good to go. That was not uh, made illegal. And secondly, there is no review for roughing the passer. They decided to turn that one down, too, even though many teams asked for it. What are your thoughts on those two things? I think that BS. I think the quarterback rule should definitely be uh, reviewed and challenged um, yeah. because you've got guys out here getting rough in the past penalties for no reason. Um, right. Second, the um, what was the other one you said? Uh, it's uh, it's the uh, Reggie the Reggie Bush push oh, yeah, is still okay. <laughs> I don't. Maybe it'll it'll get changed next year. It might be too soon for that, but I agree. I think that should be changed too because. I don't know. It just looks like it's kind of like cheating, but we'll see what happens. I, if, it gets, if it happens this year and it gets stopped, then we don't have to worry about it being a rule or anything. But if it happens this year and it's always successful again, we got to look at it for sure next year. So I agree with all those things. They, we, they need to revisit both of those things next year for sure. Um, yep. Because they're making fourth and two laughable because they make fourth yeah. and two without even thinking about it. And that doesn't make any sense exactly. from a competitive standpoint. Um, all right. Last thing before you have to run here. Canadian billionaire Steve Ospatopoulos, oh my God, there's so many vowels in there, I can't even pronounce it, fully funded $6 billion offer for the Commanders. Also, Josh Harris-led group submitting a $6 billion offer for the Commanders. There's a chance that the Commanders might be under new ownership by the draft. What do you think about that? What do you think about that? I I am ready to rage over here. I'm just waiting for the tweet to come out for somebody with a real blue check and not somebody who bought a blue check and they watch the team every now and then to report it. Yeah. <laughs> I need mean, a report to come out, but it's very exciting to know that there's progress being made. It's not just smoke in the water about the team potentially sell, uh, selling. There's two bidders yeah. out there. I prefer right. Josh Harris and his crew. Magic Johnson and the, the other guy who's part of the who's from DC radio company up there. I prefer yep. them. Two out of three, well, pretty much three, all know about the sports and the community and the and everything about DC and have a sports, you know, taste. So and owning a franchise and business. So I'm all I'm all for that one. But doesn't matter who does it as long as it gets done. Dance matter is gone. I'm just over here waiting for the official news. <laughs> I, I'm with there, I'm right there with you, my friend. I'm right there with you. And I and like I said earlier. Yeah, I think that if this if this ownership changes, I think they're going to make a splash and push to sign Lamar Jackson, and that would be a splash yep. and a half. Amen. So I am all Amen. on board. And we've made it to the end of the show, hitting the air horn on the show. Trev, give us your social media so people can follow you. At Trev, on Twitter, at Trev, H-T-T-C, uh, Instagram, at Trev Stores. I'm right here on podcast with Hakun Wong, Football Garbage yes, Time, Nathan the Stoner, which I'm about to hop on right after the district. Check and it all started with press coverage with George Carmen, so appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah, go check it out. As I said, you can't never get enough Trev. Go check him out on full press coverage and, of course, Rep the District. Both fantastic, fantastic podcasts. All right, you can follow me on Twitter or find me on Twitter at FB Garbage Time. And you can find me on Facebook at the Football Garbage Time page. And as always, thank you for listening and wasting time with us. And until next time... Enjoy your NFL week.